I know like it's only just lettuce, but it's part of the ingredients in, in a burger. Um, and if, you know, people get burgers without lettuce, there'll be some pretty upset customers. <laughs> we don't want to upset our customers. Today on Dirty Linen, we keep zipping around, chatting to people about the state of their business and the impact of food costs on getting that delicious food to the people. Our guest today is Joelle Bujauda from Broad Burger in Canberra. Broad has three outlets. The burgers look insanely delicious. Joelle, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Great to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about Broad Burger. What, what are you guys all about? So we started out in 2009 and we um, were a burger um, restaurant and we, we started out in a red caravan by the lake at Bond Park um, and the, uh, on the Lake of Burley Griffin. Um, we operated out of there for three years um, and now 13 years later we've got three outlets. Some of them are still two of them are caravans and one of them is a shop front and one of the caravans is at a, a Capital Brewing, um, a brewery in Canberra. Um, yeah, so it's been an exciting journey. That's amazing. And who do you run the business with? My husband, Sasha Broadbeck. One thing that I, you know, found interesting about you guys when I did a bit of digging is that you also, you know, have a meat company and that's part of, you know, part of your supply chain. Can you explain that side of things? That's right. So um, main, one of the main ingredients in our, the, our most popular burgers is, is obviously the beef patties. Um, and we had issues with the quality of the meat and, um um, the rising costs. So we decided to partner up with a local farmer, Stacey and Alan, sorry, Stacey and, and Christian Allen, um, who have a farm just outside of Queanbeyan, um, which is right near Canberra. Um, and we decided to um, start a butchery to supply us and other restaurants and yeah, and supermarkets. So yeah, we've taken that on board. And what difference does that make to, you know, the way that I guess you know the product that you're able to put in front of people and the and the costs of your business. Um, we can control like at at the moment that obviously the cost of meat has has gone up, so it was it's more than we used to pay for it um, a couple of years ago. But um, obviously we can control the quality, which is really important to us as a business to maintain that level of quality and to be able to um, keep uh, like keep the a chill chain from the time the meat is cut to to them when the patties are made and when they're transported to the shop. So we have control of all of it and it makes us feel a lot more confident in our product. Mm. It's so interesting. Like when, I guess, you know, from a consumer point of view, people see, you know, there's obviously like a great uproar about the price of lettuce, let's say. Um, but I mean, what are some of the inputs that, you know, affect the prices that you end up having to charge your customers? I mean, everything, like in regards to Broadburger, everything has, has, has gone up. Every piece, every, every, all the packaging, all the um, – every piece of the burger has, has, has gone up in price. So it's it's been quite hard to um, – to run a business at the moment it's because the cost of doing business as a whole has exponentially uh, exponentially gone up um so it's been a bit difficult um and we try and absorb those costs as much as possible before putting our prices up to the to our customers which we absolutely love and adore because they're part of the community um that we love 
like that that we love being a part of. So it's just really hard at the moment to try and balance all these things that are happening due to COVID, the war in Ukraine, the climate change. It's all like affecting everything that we do. It's a lot. And I mean, you know, obviously you are really close to your customers. You've built a real community over that long period of trading. Like what kinds of I mean, are you having those open conversations with people? Do you find that is that the best way to sort of massage the situation in terms of, you know, having the raising prices to um, so that you can continue to trade? Well, obviously, yeah, that, that conversation is going to, to, to be happening and it will need to happen. We've only put our prices up. Um, only a couple of months ago, two months ago, and I couldn't sleep the night before. I thought it was only by a dollar, but it's just we had to, to you know, for the survival of, of our business. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of people more, I'm like, a lot of people now more understanding because obviously like they have noticed everything going up like from their day to day, like when they go shopping, like it's everything has gone up. So, um, so we've been lucky that we do do our own meat and we do try and absorb as much of the cost as we can. And we only put the prices up as a last resort. Um, so, but that, yeah, but who knows what's going to happen in the future. I can't say that there's not going to be another price rise. We've never done one so close together. We normally do one, we'll, we'll do a year and then two years later we'll do another one. So this year there might be another one. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're trying to figure that one out. Uh, it, I mean, I really feel feel you, Joelle, like, you know, that you're lying in bed, not able to sleep, distressing about this. I mean, what is the kind of emotion behind it like what's the you know what kinds of thoughts are going through your mind the thoughts are, the thoughts that go through my mind is that like everything is going up for consumers and I don't want them to feel alienated for not buy not being able to buy a burger because it's too high of a price for them um or like because I do know that a lot of families are struggling and we as a like businesses um need to be able to help those people out as well so I don't know me and my husband were thinking the other night that maybe one day in the near future we might set up one of the vans as a soup kitchen on the day that it's closed like we we go to that sort of you know um thinking um it's just going to be very tough and it's quite um yeah it's quite it's just feels different even during lockdown it was it, it felt a little bit easier than it is at the moment only because we were lucky that we could do takeaway mm. but but now it feels like we're being hit on by like on every angle and there's not much support from the government um for me, small to medium businesses yeah, I mean, that's true. All that support has ebbed away and everyone's just supposed to be, yeah, making a go of it for themselves in, you know, whichever way they can. I mean, do you feel particularly, you know, being a burger place and I suppose, you know, a relatively affordable um, meal for people that you're particularly conscious of remaining affordable for your customers? A hundred percent. I mean, we need to be, we need to remain affordable to be able to, to survive through through this climate. But we also need to make sure that the business also survives, and that sixty the sixty staff that we have employed remain employed because they're really important to us as well. So we, it's just like a balancing act to try and figure out what the best way of moving forward will be. Um, yeah, it's a bit tricky. <laughs>
So lettuce, we've got to go there. It's been a big part of this cost of living conversation. I guess it's, you know, it's that um, crunch of weather events. Um, uh, yes, supply chains in terms of fuel costs and of course, you know, demand. Um, how has the lettuce situation affected you guys? It was crazy because my husband and I went, a- went around to try and find lettuce in the first place. Um, <clears throat> went to the markets. I actually ended up getting five boxes of lettuce, which was like unheard of. <laughs> um, and we used to pay $16 per box and there are one and a half kilo boxes. It was $32 and I couldn't say I couldn't say no, obviously. It's not the actual p- people selling it that have bumped up the price. It's just it's just the way it is at the moment. So and we we also ended up getting different types of lettuce, cutting them up, washing them in the in the in the, in the sinks and spin drying them with the spinny things and just making our own lettuce so we could our own masculine lettuce so we could go through the long weekend, which was a busy weekend. Um, and today I've got a few staff driving around trying to find some more for today. So the truck arrives at 1 p.m. Apparently we've been told by our supplier. And, um, yeah, so it's still it's crazy. <laughs> we've been running around. Yeah, yeah, so you've literally, where are your staff going looking for lettuce on, on the, the lettuce hunt around Canberra? They go to some suppliers. They even or we've even had to go to – Woolies and Coles to try and find some. Like it's yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. I know like it's only just lettuce, but it's part of the ingredients in in a burger. Um, and if you know people get burgers without lettuce, there'll be some pretty upset customers. <laughs> we don't want to upset our customers. Yeah, I mean. Because burgers are just such, you know, that comfort food and, you know, you want your burger how you want your burger. And, um, you know, I guess as much as people will be understanding, you want to give them what they want, don't you? Exactly. And we don't want to use cabbage. We're trying our hardest not to use cabbage. <laughs> Have you done like a sneaky taste test of the cabbage just to see if it might be okay? <laughs> we do do coleslaw. So I suppose if it gets really bad, we'll just add coleslaw to, to the burger. But we're trying our, our best to, yeah, try and source some lettuce at the moment. Yeah, I noticed that you did a Instagram post, you know, just explaining that there was, you know, because of the lettuce shortage, you might notice a difference in your burgers. I mean, did you have much of a response to that? Yeah, it was quite funny. I had a, um, yeah, I had a few people calling me up saying that we we took a like a humorous side to it, and we had some lettuce puns in there um, to try and explain the, the situation, like a kind of a semi-serious situation in, in a more humorous way. Um, yeah, so there was a yeah, it was it was it was good. <laughs> Yeah, what what can you do except try to make uh, make a crazy situation a little bit funny? Exactly, um, Joelle. What do you reckon are the key in- elements that make a burger great? Um, you have to have the right type of. It depends where um, you have to have high quality ingredients. You have to have if you, if it's a beef burger, the, the beef patty needs to speak for itself. You, all all it really needs is, is salt and pepper. Um, to bring out the meat, meat flavors, the bread needs to keep it all together and the salad needs to give it a crunch and the sauce, um, which we make our own aioli, is what binds it all together. So there are lots of little elements that need to speak with each other to give it that final, you know, deliciousness. Mm, yum. And the cheese, of course, you have to melt the cheese on the patty. So it's, yeah, 
Absolutely, you do. Yes. I mean, what is it that got you guys into burgers? Uh, my well, my husband's been has been a cook since he was sixteen. He's worked all over Canberra, and um, we both like when we got together. We both love comfort food, um, and we just thought there was a gap in the market, and that was back in two thousand and nine to make burgers like gourmet burgers out of a little van. So that's how it how it all started. So yeah. Mm. And what do you reckon? Like, how is Canberra going in terms of you know where do you think the food scene's at, and especially after um, lockdowns and you know being in that takeaway mode, where do you think things are at for um, the nation's capital? The food scene in Canberra is actually quite incredible. Um, there are lots of new places that have opened up, lots of existing places that just serve amazing food. Um, um, and there's a like a lot of uh, you know people in Canberra do like to eat out, which is good for for small for for our small businesses. Um, so so yeah, it's it's been amazing to be part of the journey and to have to have been in the scene for 13 years and seeing um, all these different places pop up and evolve over time. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a, an exciting journey, and it will continue to to do so. I hope. Mm, I'm sure it will. So, Joelle, when I come and enjoy a broad burger, obviously I'm going to have the classic with the beef the beef burger. But what's another one that you reckon I should try? So, I normally get because because you get to choose your own cheese at Broad as well. You can have a choice between blueberry, Swiss, and cheddar. So you can have a burger in different and like by changing the cheese, it tastes different. So I normally have a Broad burger with brie with an egg added and beetroot on it as well. <laughs> that sounds so good. I'm going to copy you absolutely. And I'm also getting the feeling like, you know, with the egg and the beetroot, there might be a little bit of juice dripping down my arms and that is going to be part of the joy. Exactly. It's part of the joy. Just make sure you, you grab a few extra napkins. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly will. Um, Joelle, thank you so much for talking us through, yeah, where things are at for Broadburger at the moment. I think everybody's subject to these same price pressures and dealing with rising costs and all the uncertainty. And, um, yeah, it's really, really fantastic to hear how you guys are working your way through it and, yeah, really looking after your community at the same time. But thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.